Hi, I'm Nana. And I'm Bunkio, and this is African.American. This show. is a show where we take a closer look at a subset of the African diaspora, the children of African immigrants growing up in America. We call ourselves African.Americans out of respect for the fact that the hyphen between the two words denotes a particular community, history, and culture. This show is going to take a look at how they overlap, intersect, and at times don't touch at all. So why this show and why now? This show was actually born from a bunch of WhatsApp conversations about our experiences in the U.S. Most are aware that conversations about blackness aren't as nuanced as they should or should be. And we want to change that a little bit and create a space where African.Americans can complicate the landscape. We plan to talk about a variety of issues on this podcast, from serious themes to more jovial ones and everything in between. Our theme today is universally black, universally African. So there's a question mark behind both, in case <laughs> you didn't catch that. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to our Concon-san segment. Um, so we want to start each show with a segment we are calling Kongonsan Gossip and Chi Hakan. Yeah. Can I say Gl- right? gla- gladly we didn't have um Bonkiki <laughs> saying it and taking us through that whole little <laughs> spiel. But okay. It's where we take something from African or African American news and discuss it. And today we want to talk a little bit about Francophone versus Anglophone Africa. Mm-mm. All right. Um, so let me let me ask you this. What do we Anglophones know about Francophone language, cultural practice? Let's set the scene here. I'm from Ghana, Ghana an Anglophone I'm from country. Sierra Leone, which people usually assume is a Francophone country, but it was named by the Portuguese and then became a British colony. Well, like, people also assume that Ghana is because we're surrounded by Francophone. Why would you assume nation? that? That doesn't because make we're, sense. Because we're, they assume but that, that that's happening. Sense. Because we're, we're just surrounded by But like, that doesn't Somebody make... has definitely asked me that before. Well, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm sorry. I think Cote d'Ivoire, Togo, yeah, but um, that's Burkina Faso. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like all around us. So why are you not? How are you different? But like, anyway. Kwame Nkrumah spoke English. Like, but I, you I, know I, these things. But you know the history. <laughs> that's the problem. But like, that's why you say it like that. But, but like, when, when everybody Ghanaian thinks music these... music is like the, the yeah, but, but, but I mean, you can, you, can have, you can have a place like Cameroon where it's like both... Yeah, but we know existed. Cameroon like has but a not everybody different history know, no, with Germany every, having the peace and then they lost not it. Not everybody, then, no, but not everybody knows this. Well, People definitely think it. All right. Well, that's the purpose of this podcast, right? <laughs> to help help clarify. Well, Kiki, let's go. Why are you derailing? No, but what? I just think it's so weird that someone would think that Ghana is a Frank. Like, I get why people think Sierra Leone is, and it used to confuse me as well. But yeah. then I got, it. I was like, nobody knows about Sierra Leone. We're not, you know, we're not. It's one because of the we're big surrounded. Stars. We're surrounded by. It's just, it's just. Oh, fine. They know, but they know now, so it's okay. I mean, a few people have asked. Maybe not everybody thinks that. Mistakes. Anyway, so my, my question to you was: <laughs> Sorry about that. What do we Anglophones know about about kind of Francophone languages, cultural practices? Do you, do you when you're growing up now? Do you so, do you know a lot? Mi familia es un poco diferente. Okay, why are we speaking como, Espanol? Como tenemos familia en otro país, eh? Okay. So, she has um, family in other places. I guess I'm going to translate. Mi familia es un poco diferente. Uh, her family is a little different. Como tenemos familia en otro país, eh? Because we have um, family Africa, in other places in Africa. Europa, and in Europe and, todo lo que sea. and everywhere. Pues, you can mi, think of. El marido de mi madre. 
Yeah, I really don't <laughs> the know husband of the mother. <laughs> Why are we this doing is, this, monkey? This, this, <laughs> you're doing well. Bravo, bravo, Nana. Girl, I did ma- major in this stuff. You know, I yeah, used I, know, I used but, to be fluent. But you be faking like you don't know no Spanish. <laughs> so I just don't feel comfortable talking. But look at this. We should do more. We should do an episode. Girl, wait, we should that. do an episode Cha. on what do you call people who speak Spanish? Spanophone. But we only have, a, why would we even have a name? I get Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> we only have one. Well, their Spanish is so, look, okay, this is an aside because we need to be talking about Francophones, but I didn't know that Equatorial Guinea existed. You know who told me about it though? Some, I met from some. College. I'm in college. I went yeah. to Morocco. It was a weird trip. I went from Spain. I caught a boat to Morocco. <gasps> oh, I plan on doing that in a few months, girl. Yeah, girl. But I'm then this forward. like random French dude who had a black girlfriend helped me out because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> And then he introduced me. He's like, I have all these African friends. And I was like, it was really weird. So he introduced me to these people and they were speaking Spanish. And I was like, whoa, you're black. <laughs> you're, you have clearly African faces. Like you're not from the Caribbean, but you speak Spanish. What is this? And I just felt so stupid and ignorant. But their Spanish is so good. So good. So yeah. Anyway, Equatorial Guinea, very interesting place. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, people just don't really go there that much. And it has like its own like issues, I think, yeah. with, like the government and all that. Yeah. So what do we know? So we do have some Senegal connections and Gambia connections. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Gambia is also Anglophone. So we have some Gambia connections mm-hmm. in my family. Mm-hmm. Some family members, I don't know, cousins or something like that who moved there. Okay. And you know that like, Gambia and Senegal are pretty much, in terms of the original inhabitants, they are the same. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, colonialists that decided to carve out one country out of a river mm. and you know then the wait which country is senegal gambia is around the river and then mm. senegal is like the the the, the mouth mm-hmm. um so i know a little bit but really not that much <laughs> all of this <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven minute well i i, I do i mean <laughs> you know to be fair i do and i think it's because it's because of this both, both because of the schools i went to growing up in ghana and also oh, the because you have four you have Frank, francophone people coming it's to It's not necessarily even that we had Frank. I don't even know why, but it, like learning French was so important. We had a we had a French. I mean, for, from from I think class four is the one that it's where I remember starting. Mm-hmm. Um, from class four onwards, I think it it's was like important. I had to learn. So I, I came oh, to the United States like knowing French. Oh, so I parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. Un peu, un peu, un peu, un peu, beaucoup, un peu, un peu. <laughs> and so it's like it, uh, je suis la même chose. Does that mean? Does that make sense? <laughs> so I don't um, know how you say moi, it. Moi aussi, moi aussi. Moi aussi. Ooh, that's a new phrase. I didn't know. Um, that. <laughs> no. So it's like it wasn't until college that I, I started this whole Spanish stuff. <laughs> but like throughout, even when I came here, high school, everything. I did take French in middle school. Yeah. Because my mom thought it was important, but it was like not interesting to me. Not. Not because French isn't interesting, but it was, mm. um, I don't know, the teachers that we had were just, like, weird, and it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think in the U.S., though, it's weird because it is an Anglophone country. And I think also because of our placement. We grew up in the D.C. area. There are a lot of Anglophone There, there are a lot of, a lot, a lot of Cameroonian. I, think, I feel like there's more, up. but the Cameroonians, there are a lot of Anglophone, Anglophone But Cameroonian, well. Francophone Cameroonians, I should say, clarify. Uh, I feel like the populations are bigger in, like, in New York. Hmm. I feel like you have like a bigger Senegalese population, for instance, York, yeah. bigger Malian population yeah. there. Um, get the sense that there are even whole neighborhoods that are more like mm. that, whereas we don't. We, we have, have a lot, lot of Nigerians have, yeah. here. A lot of Nigerians, a lot of Ghanaians. Always. Well, we have that everywhere. Yeah. Ethio- the Ethiopian community here is pretty big. Yeah. I've definitely had Ethiopians in other countries be like, Maryland, 
Silver Spring? I'm like, why do you know about Silver Spring? Because <laughs> that's where they're all like. Right. I was like, this is such a random You get there and it's like, this is well, like little Ethiopia. Well, I love it because people are like, <laughs> when someone lights, someone's eyes light up because you say you're from Maryland and you are like literally halfway around the world. Like, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Silver Spring. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. We're on the map. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that has something to do with it. But I wonder just that because America is an Anglophone place, like, where would the opportunities be to interact with Francophone people in their spaces? Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> I laugh because I, I don't know. Like, I think if we were in France, mm-hmm. ooh, how you say it? That would France. be France. If we were in France, uh, okay, let me stop because I don't know how to say yeah, this please. in French. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, is taking offense here. I also want to just like disclose that I actually have a big chip on my shoulder that I can't speak French. It's always oh. really been very sad to me that oh, I can't bon do Kiki. it. It's, it's okay, girl. Je, ne, je n'ai pas peur français. Je n'ai je pas français, pero un peu. Un peu, peu, peu de français. Mais un peu. Mais you un see, peu? this was pero is Spanish. Oh, I didn't know the word you, in you French. Know. Mais, I just hope. <laughs> like this. Let's, let, let's go to, on a little tangent. Like, I remember when I started, when I was in college and I started, and our first exam, like, I was writing I was writing French on the, on the Spanish exam without even knowing. Oh, until the teacher was like, <laughs> my professor, after, after he graded, he was like, we need to meet. And he's like, what is this? What is this? And I had to sit him down and I had to be like, look. This is French. All my life. All my life. That's all I've known. So it's like hard for me. to, And it's so similar. It's hard for me I to I don't know. Like, people say it's similar. It's similar. It's, really it's similar. similar. I can understand Spanish and Catalan. Of course, but Catalan, well, Catalan, Catalan is different. It's, distinct. it's a little different. It's distinct, but you could still. Catalan, if, you, if you're a really, really good speaker, Spanish speaker, you can. I know. Understand. I went to Spain for a month and I studied Catalan and I had it. I couldn't speak yeah. it, but I could understand yeah. it. And I remember being there after the third week. I was like watching morning shows. I'm like, whoa, I got this. Yeah. But like French, no. May no. <laughs> Sacre bleu. I can't. Let me stop what, doing this. Being, I don't even know what it is. But those people, no. I, don't, I don't know. No, so, but that was, you know, anyway, that was a, a lot of these things come because people assume that I am, and so I try and mm. play it off. Or sometimes, you know, you know a little bit, so you'd be like, Sava. And they'd be like, So I know how to say Sava. And then they start saying more stuff, and I'm like, Lord. <laughs> the Sava Sorry. doesn't even sound right, so I don't even know why they'll keep Okay, look here. Sava. <laughs> They say Sava and well, Bon Kiki is getting all offended up in here. It depends on where you learn the French, okay? Maybe that's how the Moroccans speak it because that is where I'm more likely to hear. Oh. And also, West African French is different. It's a the accent's different. different. Yeah. They be like Le Fille Américain. There's a, there's an, a, a, the influence of their native languages yeah. on on the way that they speak. But in terms of cross-cultural collaboration mm. basically we are woefully ignorant and we need to go and reach out to more francophone west Af- francophone africans in general that's what I we're learning know. from this conversation <laughs> we're even we're even i mean even, woefully even, even t- t- take a ghana that's like surrounded again we're surrounded by and I'm it's sure like we don't even border reach- do Maybe people at the, at the borders, borders have those Maybe people at the borders have their... But we don't... I mean, the government... I think it's just now that this, this particular government has, like, made the effort to do this. But you would think that but, because of, you know, trade relations... You would think... Yeah, but that's just also... You would think there'd be direct flights to Africa sometimes to certain countries, and they're not. My friend just landed in Kenya 18 hours. Why took you 18 hours? Are you sure there isn't... Uh, isn't there an Air Kenya? Well, I don't, I don't know if Air Kenya goes direct from wherever she was going. Mm. so it's it's one of those things um 
I think though that like one place where we do know about cultural practices is music, mm-hmm. music and dance, right? Like we know Awilo all... Mumba. No, wait. Awilo Mumba. Awilo. Which is not Lumumba. sing the song? Carolina, Mama. Carolina, Mama. Logumba. Sorry. You do realize that all of the all of the music that we, we know of are the, the ones that kind of cross the I want to but say I think, cultural but I, I think I Africans do, I think with African popular music people do cross how, how, like I was actually with Afrobeats how many times have you seen the, the French kind of Afrobeat side you like do. Oh Afro- my God! Do you remember Magic System? My God, that song. People sing this. Let me see. But that's, those are all older, older right, music. Right, but people still twenty years people later. Still people still play. Still it's, like, it's like Coupe de Calais and all of this. Yes. But, so but no, but if now, like with with this whole you know Afrobeat craze, how come we never? And I'm sure they have it. Well, maybe we don't hear it, but it's there. But like with the dances, it's there. Though. Oh, I mean the dances are the just, actual dances are there. I think it is. <laughs> Yeah, girl. I, so I don't really know how to do any of those things well. I also can't Azanto well. So like hey. I have some chip, chips on my shoulder about that. Girl, just go to on YouTube. Spend some time. No, it's called you need someone to teach you the mechanics. You can't just have watch and see you someone. You and your do mechanics, your mechanics yes. so academic with it. It's just yeah. it's just movement, girl. It's you not got just it, you got it. If you don't got I it, didn't you don't say I can't it. dance. I said I can't do these dances. <laughs> so to bring it back to the conversation oh, okay. about Francophone right, Africans. So we we copy the dances. Mm. There is collaboration with the dances. Yeah. And I, I think some of that is also that, like, this is going to transcend tribe almost a little bit with some of these things. But mm. then... Um, that's where it ends. That's where it, we, we don't... We don't watch French... I don't know of any, like, notable, like, French West African actor. Like, I can name a few Nollywood I mean, actors. The, the, uh, I mean, not, I'm not talking about, like, Jaiman Hunsu. I mean, like, you know how, like, there's Nollywood. I don't know if there, if is, there is a Senegalese, yeah, you know, like... similar. I mean, I'm sure everybody I has mean, their movies. I mean, one of the most popular folks, Anjali Cujo, isn't he? Isn't she yeah, from Francophone? She, she yeah, is, but she, she is. But she also speaks English and yeah. does a lot of things. I, again, I think with music, we do have some of that because we do have we have her, we have, um, and I'm forgetting people. I'm forgetting people's names. This is what makes it suck. You just remember the song. Girl, just, just I sing remember the, the um, so Black Panther, mm. the song, oh my God, the song that made me cry. Um, when T'Challa came out from his coronation, mm-hmm. that song that they were playing, it kind of sounds like it's a Senegalese, it's a mm-hmm. Senegalese art. Mm-hmm. Mm, it wasn't Baba Mal, actually. Baba Mal is another one yeah. who is like Francophone that we mm-hmm. know about. Um, we hear these sounds. Like, mm-hmm. I think we know what Francophone like, music sounds music like. music sounds yeah. like, even if we, do, we don't know the words because yeah. we can't know the them. Move, the dance movements, but, yeah. Yeah. I think I guess it's just the, is it just the language barrier thing? I think it's also like growing up, but I think also just like growing up. Even if I did know, like even the francophone Af- people from francophone African countries that I did know, they mm-hmm. didn't. They did like a code switching thing when they were home. They were doing that with their parents, but they spoke English in school, and they didn't. I don't know if they didn't share. or I didn't choose to learn. Learn from. Them. I think it was a mixture of both because mm-hmm. there is a sense that I think among Anglophone Africans, you know, we get together and we have the jollof rice wars and we fight. But like even with jollof wars, how many Kamenali. times do you see Senegalese people fighting? Right. No. Well, but, but are they fighting us in English? <laughs> I'm sure they are. And you know, I always stand. I'm like, you guys. Like, I think it was uh, what, what's, what's, her, what's her name that I, I recently um, saw on social media fighting over it. Who? 
he's on Empire now. She was in that movie oh, girl, with, with Precious with Monique. Oh, um, Gabor Sidibe. Yeah, she was fine. Girl, you, you ain't seen Gabor doing it? I was like, yeah. Yeah, but again, she's <laughs> she's technically, you know, a Francophone, African-American, yeah. but, like, she grew up in, yeah. in America. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously the English piece is there. But, like, I went to a Jalaf Festival event, um, and... Senegal, no Francophone country was represented. Was this Nigeria and Ghana? <laughs> okay, first of all, Nigeria showed up at 5 p.m. The festival they started at late. 3. Um, <laughs> but I digress. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. Um, actually, no, then maybe they're... No hate against no, Nigeria. Or I'm trying, no, it was Cameroon. It was Cameroon, and I don't think that they were the Francophone Cameroonians. I'm thinking about mm, the countries that were represented. Mm. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, um, That's interesting. So, do we view French West African? I keep saying French West Africans, French Africans mm. as part of the African tribe. I've always of viewed course. them, as, yeah. Right, like there's no question it's, that they are African, <laughs> but then like there's there are differences. But we don't but know what those differences. I don't know what the differences are. <laughs> we don't, we don't it's even like know what it's they like are. these ingrained. Th- I don't I don't even know where we get it from. I mean, the but, clothing is similar. Yeah. No, actually, no, it's not, when you no. look at Senegalese and Malian clothing. Uh, they wear like the the, no, the, the boo 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 No, not uh, the boo boos. Yeah, yeah, the, the boo yeah. But we have those. We have in, the, the some of our people wear. Yeah. So, like, what is the difference? Girl, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just weird. We got this big old continent, and I wonder is the part of it also that some of the French African countries are also North African, and so that gives it another layer, or like Sahelian, <laughs> like for instance, people from Chad. There isn't an excuse. We, I think I think Anglophone Africa just doesn't make. We just do not make the effort. Okay, well then, if we're not making the effort, how do we make African organizations? We don't make the effort. I mean, how many how many times do you see people even travel to these Francophone countries? Like someone, somebody will be like, oh, I'm going here. I'm going to Nigeria just for, just for vacation. But you hear for Nigeria, you hear for South Africa, you hear for all of these. But that's a language how many times thing. You, is it a language thing, really? I would go to Senegal. Because we travel, we travel, we go to France. We go to France. It's the same language barrier. Well, okay, then I think then we have no concept of what Af- French, like what French African culture looks like. Yeah. Um, I do have an idea of it in the Moroccan and Senegalese context, but that's it. That's but again, even as you were talking, I have, I've, I remember in college in grad school, I had some friends who were Congolese. And they did talk about Congo, um, and they talked about, like, the Mobutu Pass and all that, but, like, we didn't, you know, and we all hail Patrice Lumumba, we'll stand for him for life, you know? That brother got a really raw deal. I'm just really, I think that this segment just re- made me realize how ignorant I am and how I need to, like, get it together. So, like, what what do we do to get it together? I think it's how so- do we make African organizations more hospitable to francophone West? I keep saying West African, francophone Africans. No matter where you are, East West, all the best. Um, there is no reason why. I, I think my parents have visited Ivory Coast, um, Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. um, visited Togo, but we. I, I've never, I've never visited, and it's so, it's so close that it's like you know why it's not, something that easy, I can there. easily just go. But it's like something that I never think about. Oh, I'm going. I'm going to another African country. I never. I never consider these countries. And it's not. It's definitely not because it never enters into kind of my my train of thought that oh, they speak French. 
because I can get by. I go on a vacation to France. Yeah, girl, you can, so you can, you can, you've definitely been to some places where it would be more of a struggle. Oh my god, um, for so you to get I, around. I, I, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not a language thing. So I do wonder. So I guess what we're gonna do then is we need we need to we need to dig this, and we need dig to talk to our friends we need to talk. We, because you do have friends from these countries, but do we I? just don't. Mm, yes, you do. Think <laughs> think about it. I think, but I think there's two there's two things here, right? There is talking to people and like making an effort to like learn more about their things, but there is we do need to acknowledge that language barrier makes it harder for those people to kind of explain things to you. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't want to put all this emotional labor on someone else. I feel like maybe I need but you to do it for other people. Yeah, maybe I just need to freshen up on some. Okay, not freshen up. Actually, learn some French. There are a lot of Ghanaians who speak French, but it's like. Well, look, look, my uncle is Sierra Leonean and he was a French teacher, but that doesn't, that doesn't, but that's not a reflection on, that's not, that, that, that information doesn't like travel via osmosis to my brain. And so it's hard for me. I don't even know where to begin to breach the conversation yeah. you know, and br- yeah. bring it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, so-and-so, you Malian, right? So like, what y'all eat? <laughs> what y'all eating today? What's hot in Mali right now? Um, I can think about it a little bit more. But people try, isn't um, is Mozambique francophone? Yeah. Is I know, or is it, is it, or is it Portuguese? I, get, I think it is. It may be Portuguese. I think it's Portuguese. Check it out. Yeah, Mozambique language Portuguese. is Portuguese. So. Because people people do travel there quite a lot. I think that we, what we And people do, will go to Portuguese. Yeah, I mean, I went to Portugal last you year. You see? So. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Basically, excuse? we're being lazy <laughs> and willfully ignorant. And now I'm that telling we know, you, I, I think it, I think subconsciously people think that these places aren't safe. I don't. I just don't I've think that that's seen the case. That. I've I don't definitely think seen that. that's the case. It's not the case, but like subconsciously, it may not be the case for all of the countries, but subconsciously, people I, I, I just that's think definitely that. not the case for me. And again, yeah. like, it, I think it really just comes down to language. The yeah. only francophone country that I've been to is Morocco. And of course, Morocco for me, like the Arabic piece, like cancels out the French. Yeah. Although people, you know, as a, the first step is always to speak to me in yeah. French. Yeah. So I don't think it's a, a, a safe or not safe thing for me, girl. I've been to some random places too. Um, I think it's just we just it's a blind spot that we mm-hmm. now need to that we know we have. Mm-hmm. So if you also have this blind spot, like let us know. Um, tell us what you think. Like write to us at african.american at gmail.com. Yeah. I think the issue is like if I think of like, oh, is there a website I can go to if it's in French, then I'm already like lost. <laughs> I'm sure they're great English. Well, you can, there's always Google Translate. There's great no, no, no. Let's not get into the quality of that tool. It's a free tool and it's useful for what it's useful but for, it's but useful. it's not this. But anyway. All right. Um we have so, work to do. Lots of work to do on the Francophone front. All right, so now Let's get a little bit more real with our next segment, the chat. Um, today's topic is from Meghan Markle to Barack Obama. What do universal black symbols mean to us? Yeah. All right. So who are the universally black symbols? Of course, we said Meghan Markle. Barack. Let's debate these, though. Like, who are the people that come to mind when we think globally about black people? I do think Barack Obama is. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. God rest in peace. That's, that's not too, 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 too. I, I think depending on where you Maybe are. Maybe if you were in the 90s. People, I don't think people know. No. <laughs> you're you're right. His, his role was a yeah. lot more prominent back then. Or he was. Is he alive? He's alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for him. Um, it's always weird when you... <laughs> good for him. That's great. Um, so how do we think about these... Perhaps Beyonce? 
Yeah, I think about her, like her, like there are like the, of the performers. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a universal black symbol in a way. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really hard to think of people who have reached the international or the global, you know, stage that we all kind of like, who have that recognition. Yeah. They immediately come to mind. In that sense, like even Michelle Obama, she's known internationally, but I think that like as a black symbol, I'd still put her as a more of an American yeah. black symbol. Mm-hmm. Although, like, American you know, leaning. everybody is reading that book. I have mine. Oh, I have my copy of the Audible. I started reading it in, oh, in I, true I, Nana fashion. I had to put it down because it just made me too emotional. Really? I was just connecting with some of the stuff too much. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it was. Some of the stuff from my childhood. I can't believe this, this was happening back then. And it's the same, it's the same stuff. stuff. Like, I look at my nieces and I'm like, this was the same bullshit. Right. So then that, <laughs> you're like, the same bullshit. I'm like, right, exactly. So how do we talk about these symbols differently in Africa versus in the U.S.? Hmm. I think that, you know, what these things represent, even if they're universal black symbols, they still, they're still talked about differently and represent different things. Like, I think Meghan Markle, people love to be like, yeah, black princess. I'm not sure she but, said but that all Ma- that much. Meghan has described herself, and which I thought she it took a mixed, lot of courage, right? that she she's mixed. And I, I think it took a lot Where's of courage, courage? Because, because typically people just... No, 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 no. It's a fact, but it's, it took a lot of courage for her to actually say it. Look at Barack Obama. When she was running, and for political reasons, he no, said... Okay. Point of correction. He said, I am black. Point of correction. Go ahead. Point of correction for you. Go ahead. Barack Obama says, I'm black because that's the community that I identify with Mm -hmm. and it's how people view me. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a piece of an interview. He was like, when I walk outside Mm -hmm. to catch a cab, if I wasn't Barack Obama, the cab would not stop for me. And it comes back to American history. Mm -hmm. One drop of black blood. So don't say that it was because he was, it was politically expedient. But it was, uh, was, uh, I do take exception to that because the American standard is the American tradition, except for now that we're being, you know, more open-minded more about things, is that yeah. one drop of blood makes you black. That's why we have a lot of prominent African-American mm-hmm. actresses mm-hmm. who are actually mixed. Eartha Kitt, Lena Horne, Lisa Halle Benet, Berry. Halle, Ber- yeah. Halle Berry. One drop of blood makes you black. I think she didn't need to come and say that I'm, I'm mixed. I think a lot of people, I think, I would say people, a lot of people, especially from like the 80s, 90s onwards, who are mixed, mm-hmm. are more likely to say that now. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan passes as white. I don't think she passes. You don't as think white. she passes? No, she's racially ambiguous. I, I would, I would put her in the race. She, she, she. And this is weird. I hate like for me again, like uh, as someone who grew up in an area where one drop of black blood makes you black, black. It's like I'm not here to like parse like what you are mm-hmm. or what you aren't. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think she stated what she wants to identify as, and that is fine. But there are lots of black people who look like her. Yeah. Who are just like, I'm black, and mm. that's just the end of the story. Yeah. And who aren't necessarily from a, one black parent, one mm-hmm, white parent. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with her is that, though, people would be like, oh, an African princess going to the, you know, joining the British royal family. I definitely heard that. An African princess. African princess. I'm like, y'all need to, are, are y'all for real? Or even just saying, she is, but, she is, has black ancestry, but, like, it's still not the same. I think there's a lot put on her that isn't necessarily stuff that she put on herself. Right, it's not the same as. It's talking about the breaking of the barriers. Talking about this as if it's this big shocking thing, mm-hmm. which I guess it is. It, it is because of because it she is. actually. But you know, as Gina Yasheri, I think it was Gina Yasheri. She's a um the a British comedian. She was mm-hmm. like, 
y'all acting like he married Lupita. That would be big. That would be shocking. That would be different. But this is this is really not this is not breaking barriers in the way that y'all think is breaking barriers. I think I I think it was good that she acknowledges she she came out and said that and acknowledges both sides. I think no, I think it's great that she acknowledges her identity, but does she want to be a universal black symbol? Are we pushing this title? I think on we're. Pu- her I mean, that one I agree with you. I think we're she pushing has some the black title blood on her. in her. I think and we are. She's, you know, this is the only time we ever gonna see a black, which is not true. There are black women who've married into, married the, into the um, royal, into royal maybe yeah. not the British one, yeah, but um, into the royal family. So, yeah, that's the piece that's weird. I think another person who's interesting to think about in terms of being a universal black figure is Obama. I think we've talked about this a little bit, mm. um, especially now. We don't we we don't want to we don't get into politics, but it's interesting because in a lot of Africa, we found just like dealing African communities or talking to people in Africa, we have different connections. Mm-hmm. Like, I have had folk be like, "Oh, you know, Obama didn't do much for my country. I love Trump." Um, so it's really interesting to think of Obama as this like universal black symbol who was supposed to be the president of these different, right? He wasn't just president of America. He was president of all but, these I places mean, and uh, people feel, but it's so, because a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the American presidents do, I mean, take Bush and Ghana, it's one of the highways named after Bush, like they, they come and they do something. And yeah, but like, I think that was a so special are thinking, level of expectation when he joined office. Come on. I mean, that's true. Come because on. we have our first African president. So of course, right. People but, consider him. Yeah. Yeah. And then people say that he's African. Yeah. Oh, well, cause he's well, but he wasn't raised, raised as such that ding, ding family or individual. Ding, ding. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, he may identify as such, but no, I think he identifies as yeah. his wife is black and his yeah. children are black, and that's how he was read yeah. every day of his life in yeah. the U.S. And that's how he will always be read. I would love so. for him to write a book about. <laughs> I think he did. It was called he Dreams did? of My Father. Oh, he talked about it about his racial identity. Well, yeah, that book does. It's a little I like a focus only on that. I wouldn't want to read that. I think it would be interesting, but I think it would be interesting to hear from him how he feels about like being this. He's his household name. Of mm-hmm. all, probably one of the most famous, ooh, Oprah. But even but Oprah, Obama's Obama's more famous, famous than, than Oprah. Oprah. In terms Oprah of like is not, yeah, internationally, the global, the global can, scheme. Yeah, we recognize, yeah. Um, we recognize him, yeah. and he means different things to us, right? Talking about versus in America. Yeah. I think the I think the love is a lot stronger. I think there's much love still in African countries, but it's... For Barack. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's it also clouded. It's kind of also clouded. It depends. It depends because it's also clouded by the whole, not to get into politics, but the whole gay marriage um, stuff and, and all those because people things. associate gay marriage with Barack. Um, oh so, yeah, because it came because out it and, came. So yeah. it's interesting. It's yeah. like really about like how news trickles and the yeah. information that they get or don't get. Yeah. But I also think that just like being black in America is a very particular experience, and like black people outside don't get it. No. They don't. <laughs> and you try and explain the... No, it's... it's you, you don't. I mean, even, There's certain even things black, that are even unsaid. Black, even people who, are, who come from, you know, people who... Um, African Americans have a hard time understanding. They Especially don't those, get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. And sometimes you just have to sit there. And you, sometimes people do things and I'm like, you you do realize that when people see you, they just see the black. No. People... It, it takes almost a lifetime almost to really internalize what that means and like how that then impacts the choices that, that you, make you make and the things yes. that you say and you yes, do. Yes, yes. So he's definitely, I mean, obviously a universally black symbol in mm-hmm. the in the a symbol of blackness in the U.S. and genuinely a 
seen in a positive light. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I love seeing... I love seeing them because I think, and I think I, again, as you as you alluded, as you actually said, that we view them differently. Had I been, had I been in in Ghana right now, had I, I don't think I would I would view Meghan Merkel, Obama in the same light. But you move to this country and you internalize a whole lot of these stereotypes. That when you see the Barack, when you see the Michelle, you're, you're like, like Hallelujah! Ah! I remember. Do you remember where you were when Barack won? Yeah, of course. We were, we're still in college, but it's still and we history. all got. And oh, it was, I wasn't in college. The, the girl. Win, I graduated. The way in which I celebrated, <laughs> I was taken aback by what I did. <laughs> I was shocked by what I did because it wasn't even planned. I mean, it was just like, and someone, I, I think a friend of mine was like, "Wow, I was shocked by how you celebrated it," and I was shocked at myself. But it's like you internalize a whole lot of these things that when you see someone who you know. Changing history. Well, he, he's changing history, and he's not marked necessarily by those. Although those, I mean, those stereotypes were still. Look at what they did to Michelle. It's, it's you know, when you see that, it's, it, it's wonderful to see. But what it's does it say? I mean, like, okay, if we talk about also Beyonce, right? She's probably the most famous, like Beyonce, musician. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I feel like Michael I think Jackson, Michael Jackson is more so. Yeah, but he's, old, he's like man. older for an older generation. Mm-hmm. I think that like. Why did I just R. R. Kelly just pop into my head? We're not talking about him. He's not a universally any. Well, he's a symbol of certain things, but we won't talk about that. Oh Jesus! I Lord. think that um, <laughs> what's interesting to think about is that like if we look at Barack Obama, Meghan Markle, Beyonce, mm. what are these symbols about? What do these symbols say about what we as like the Black diaspora appreciate most? And what does it say about our definitions of blackness? Right? Like, hmm. we didn't really talk about Beyonce much, but she, you know, like how her last album is it's it's seen as like an ode to, like, it's an unapologetic yeah. ode to blackness, right? Yeah. Like, she was like, y'all thought because I was light-skinned, I ain't black? No. Let me tell you what the real I deal is. Yeah. But it's not... I don't know how Africans understood it. Right? Like, I don't know... And I've never they, actually even had a conversation... I think I think she's understood, and she's great, and she's seen as pretty and talented, and people like her songs, mm. but, like, I don't think they... Do they view it in, in the same light? I don't think you can. You can't. I don't think because I even it, understood it, it, all of the things. No, really. No, I didn't. No, I after. laughed because I had to go read. <laughs> but no, oh. but it's fair. Like, if you don't, if you, you're not going to understand all the symbolism that's in there. And there was some African stuff in there, too. A lot of Nigerian yeah. stuff, too. But that's also Nigerian stuff that's taken in by a black, black Amer- an African-American and then, like, made it to be this, like, ode, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's, like, some degrees of separation with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um I mean that's a that's an interesting question. Well, it would be nice if we had an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, next time when you're when you're back on the continent or when you're talking to a cousin or a friend, but like, so what did you continent? think about Beyonce's album? I, I definitely do don't think they think digested it in the same way. You, no, of course, yeah, you they, can. of course they can't because they don't have the same but historical think, context. But would it be the equivalent of a white person who enjoyed it? I'm sure lots of white people bought tickets mm. in the album as well, enjoying it, right? And like watching, you know. A video, and do you think they understand? Do you think they understand either? No. They should recognize. I don't it. think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think a white American, like a, like a, unless you went and read up about it, I don't think that like it's just it's a lot of symbols they would get. Like of the hot, they, they wouldn't, like they even wouldn't, the hot sauce in my bag. Like people had to have news pieces to explain. You're lying. Hot sauce in my bag. But, but Hillary was talking about hot sauce in her bag. Yeah, because it was. <laughs> We're going to leave that where it is. 
then maybe the 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 last piece is like where does this leave like us as african americans i think that you know maybe in the post-colonial period we yeah. had like the negritude movement and we had whatever the Kwame nkrumah was doing and his first the guy who was the first president the man why do i want to say um kenyatta Jomo? yes thank you because his, his son is now <laughs> i was like why do i want to say kenyatta i was like just like <laughs> my brain right and what's so funny is like it's kenya and it's really right there for you kenyatta yeah um and his son is in power now no but i feel like those those people were like almost universal black symbols right Mm -hmm. and then you have like malcolm x and to a certain extent martin luther Luther king as well being like global universal black symbols but then like in this day and age we don't like who martin luther king is another one but martin luther king is not even i wouldn't even say he's that global i would say Michael max is probably a little bit more global than yeah. Martin Luther king yeah. but that's the point the point is but these people have since passed W-E-B on w e b devolved that's just no. Ghana. i think i think that they were there but i mean in terms of present day when we think yeah. about people who kind of like speak for the african black people blacks. the black stars the, i was gonna say the black stars the white stars but no just the black stars <laughs> why are we going there girl <laughs> <laughs> It was a bad joke, um, as are many things I've said on this podcast and probably other episodes as well. Um, like, where are our universal symbols now? Like, what do what do we what can we glean from having Beyonce as a universal black symbol? Girl. What do we glean from having Barack Obama as one? These people, you know, or even you know Meghan Markle. These people have their own personalities. They have their mm-hmm. own like stance. They have their own their own their own hustles. Their own grind. Do they want to be that symbol? I mean, like, I don't know. If Malcolm X wanted to be that symbol. I don't know if well, I guess yeah, that's a little bit different. Like when you're talking about like a post-colonial leader, leader yeah. and people who are like, we're starting a movement and it's called negative. Yeah, that's a little yeah. It's a little, a little bit different, different than from than you know someone who's like breaking barriers in their own right and in their own way, but not necessarily because not necessarily with the bent of black people as mm-hmm. a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess this is something we won't again. It's just like. But like, I mean, I mean, uh, this, this episode this just is got a, me. It got me mm-hmm. thinking a little bit about kind of crossover um, appeal, like Ricky crossover Martin. appeal. Yes, because <laughs> That's how like many, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love yourself. So I'm leaving. Living, loving. Yeah, that was what I I learned Spanish living, to that stuff. Um, the the I think what. I'm I'm just thinking as to kind of the the popular thinking Beyonce thinking kind of the popular Africans and the popular African musicians and it's like it's hard for them to cross over. Yeah, but that's always an American thing, right? It's just like breaking into the U.S. film industry is very different. Oh, we have a we have a friend <laughs> who has arrived. Um, breaking into the U.S. system is very different from. Someone trying to break, to break into, into the, the others. others yeah. But this is, again, another conversation that we're going to have to parking lot and continue having. So now we're going to the final segment of the show we're calling Spotlight, where we bring on an African-American to talk about another new topic. Today, it's Who is African? Exploring attitudes around different regions in Africa. We have a special guest here with us. So what's your name and where did you grow up? My name is Mimi, and I was born and raised in the greater Boston area. Mm. Um, my parents are actually of Ethiopian descent. How do you identify, I think, I think ethnically or racially? I, I identify as Ethiopian American, mm. mostly oh, because I was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. And my only ties are really like family 
members and going back every now and then. Were you culture? Were you raised culturally as Ethiopian? Yeah, I'd or, say so. Yeah. So, um, I mean, food-wise, my parents mostly spoke Amharic at home. Ooh. So do you speak? I understand it. So I understand pretty well. Speaking is always a bit of a challenge. And my parents let us get away with speaking back to them in English. So mm. that kind of made it harder to learn. But um, what also helped was I had grandmothers who stayed with us when we were really young. So, oh. yeah. That helped because they only spoke to us in Amharic, and Can we could you write it, read it. Uh, no, they. My parents tried to teach us, and we weren't. Oh, okay. We weren't receptive at all. <laughs> it's a pretty long alphabet, and so it was a little harder for us to learn at the time. But uh, Ethiopian church, they don't write in Amharic. They do. So if you want to read any anything, it's it's in yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. That's why I thought maybe yeah. you knew because of that. Yeah, I can like recognize some words here and there, but nothing. Technically not literate. <laughs> what about music? I was about yeah, to ask. yeah. So music was a big influence, I'd say, in our household. My dad, um, growing up, we always had like the the latest cassettes or CDs from Ethiopia. It's like cassettes. What's the name? Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of a? Because we we were actually is, like, Ethiopia. Oh, so, like, we've been girl, talking about school. how we don't yes. know much about other parts of Africa. <laughs> so what's a famous Ethiopian singer we okay, should look at? Okay, so up? like right now, Teddy Afro. Oh, Teddy Afro. That's I don't know yeah. but I think yeah. Teddy Afro is like probably like the the I don't know Michael Jackson. No, he's not a great dancer per se, but he's he's a popular singer. He oh, I've seen yeah. his videos before. Yeah, yeah his, his videos are really nice. Uh, okay. But he's a very, I see very a lot of people um, post his stuff. Um, and then like old school, there's like Muhammad Ahmed, and he's he's still alive and uh, still makes music. And then there's Elahun Gasese who died, but he's say that slowly. Sorry, Elahun. <laughs> <laughs> Gesese. Ilahun? Ilahun. Oh, I've seen that name before. Yeah. Ilahun. Gesese. Oh, it just came up on Google. There there you go. Um, And so, yeah, my dad was, like, really into, like, popular music, Ethiopian music. And so he'd play it for us all the time in the car, at home. But then he also, like, like... Bob Marley and then like um, <laughs> what was the others? What's that one guy who plays like the talk about the universal saxophone. black symbol? Oh, the that's another one. We didn't know. Saxophone. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton? No, the Girl, other guy. Bolt, Bolt, Michael Bolton. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Michael Bolton. Long hair, yes, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Was it not Michael Bolton? No, was it the guy who just played the instrument? Yeah. It wasn't Michael Bolton. Michael, Michael Bolton, Bolton sings. sings. I know who you mean, but he kind of looked like yeah. Bolton. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember and, him and either. And like, there were some others. Like, my dad would throw in, like, he liked Aretha Franklin. Um, but then he just, like, mixed it up first. And then when it came to, like, other African music, he played, um, I think it's this one group from Mali. But it was really random. I think he liked their music because it was so similar to like the way mm. Amharic music is arranged the, in terms the instruments of yeah. and stuff. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it was really random. I, I didn't know where he had like picked it up from. But other than that, it was mostly, I'd say, Ethiopian music and like Amharic music specifically because of language. Did you live around a lot of uh, Ethiopians? I know that um, Boston, Boston has, has, yeah, a, Boston has a decent size community. We had... Um, the church, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, was like a way to meet a lot of Ethiopians every Sunday. And then where we lived, by coincidence, um, we actually had two neighbor, two sets of neighbors whose uh, families were Ethiopian um, from like different backgrounds. Like one was a family that came through like Sudan to the United States, but they were like you know from a different part of Ethiopia. Um, and then others came like just similar to, like, my parents came for school or, you know, um, got married and came here mm-hmm. visiting and stayed and things like that. Um, but, yeah, so I grew up, I would say, with a decent number of Ethiopians around. Hmm. 
what do you what was your family's um, or your community's attitude towards seeing itself as African? Um, how did you how did you or your family your community view um, people from other parts of Africa? Yeah, so I'd say like my family might be not the sort of typical. Like I'd say my parents they both came here somewhat for school, um, and so my dad and mom both identified as African. Mm-hmm. I in turn always said I was African too. Like my dad has an ongoing joke about how like he never told me I was African and I went <laughs> I went to like kindergarten and the teacher said where are you from and I said Africa oh my God. And my dad, so but I was like but you were born in Boston <laughs> so that was like the ongoing joke about oh, us of like man. girl how did you know <laughs> I was telling was it I don't know if it was today I was telling Nana but I always say um for me in DC cab drivers whenever oh, it's always, yeah. always either Arabs or yeah, Ethiopians they. for me I don't know why and Ethiopians so whenever I get in the car they look at me and they say you from Africa uh, right? but it's so like, yeah it's so and weird then, though at the same time right? you're like hello to you too yeah, like, <laughs> and then we have to go yeah, into like how yeah. long it's been since oh, I've been there man. and all that it's always yeah. great no, that's so, that's so true. Those cab drivers will always know. You don't even have to say a word. <laughs> Nothing. You're just like, hi. I'm like, okay. So we know where this conversation's going. <laughs> but I would say my community, though, like, I think you'll meet all kinds of people, but it might be like 50-50. It might be even better these days where it's 75%, 25% say that they're African versus not. And it's not that they maybe aren't quick to say they're African. They just might say they're Ethiopian first mm-hmm. and not think to say that I'm African. African. Yeah. I guess a question I would ask you, because I've had this from other people from the horn. Yeah. Like I'm, some folk will be like, well, we're actually like a mix of things, you know, we got the Arab flavor going. And so like, we're not really African. We're more like, a blend. Yeah, it depends on who you meet, to be fair. Because some, some really do, do take it. Some people really like the fact that they have that Arab, like, they want to, like, somewhat extenuate it or explain it. Mm-hmm. Most Ethiopians are going to be like, out of, no, that's not us. Because we don't speak the language Arabic, mm-hmm. most of us. We're, you know, the cultures are somewhat different. We're not, predom- well, we're now maybe 50-50 Muslim and Christian. But a lot of us are Christian. So you don't, we don't tie ourselves directly to them. So it, it, it all depends on who you meet. But I would say uh, probably not. Like a lot will say like they're Ethiopian or they're, you know, they, some might even say if, within Ethiopians what ethnic group they are. But Arab mm. is usually like a... Another. Yeah. So those people were flukes. That's oh yeah, thing. and it could be like more people northern, like certain regions who do really have like they're Muslim, they you know speak the Arabic language and things like that. They might feel more uh, more affinity yeah. with like so the like Sudanese or like certain Eritrean groups might feel that way. Ethiopians. And we have like that's the other thing. <laughs> the, the funny part about it's like not to be what like you, like middle you? middle of Ethiopia like. I you know they might kind of look sort of like me, but you go you know south or you go ask, north. Do, do people look different? Yeah, you go north. We have the stereotypical. A lot of people have the stereotypical. Oh, Ethiopians look this way. That which is actually a big, actually controversial issue within mm. Ethiopia because like people, there are people who don't look like people who are super yeah. light, yeah. who are really dark, and they'll yeah. say, oh. Um, are you Ethiopian or well, not? People are confused that there are dark-skinned Ethiopians. Yes, like, people are. Yo, it's a real thing. just gave me, like, okay. Uh, Muhammad, it's a thing. Muhammad, yeah. yeah, but it's a thing. It, it is a thing where, like, or if you don't look a certain way, and the, someone the, does... The, the, the forehead, the eye. Yeah, yeah, they'll say, like, oh, you're Ethiopian. Like, it's happened You've to me sometimes. There are people who have certain perceptions of Ethiopians in their heads. <laughs> it's really, it's really messed up. That's so silly. It's so silly. It's oh, very childish. It's called people look different. Thank you. Yeah. And you could be anyone. And, and the other day, like, no, it, it's so true. You could be mixed and say this that you're so Ethiopian. Foolish. Yeah. And, yeah. And people won't, um, they'll be like, oh, really? 
And then, like, the fact that I don't speak a language or whatever or whatever will add to it. But mm-hmm. if you don't look a certain way, it's somehow, you know, even as a, as a high schooler, I remember one girl asking me, oh, you're Ethiopian. How come you don't have long hair? What? Yes. <laughs> it's some, some, so many ignorant things out there about Ethiopia. Like, it's literally it's so a, like a, a stereotype image that they have of Ethiopians. And so, you know, we're somewhat exoticized in a weird way. Oh, no, yeah, you definitely are. And so then I it's just like, funny to me because I maybe because I've known you, but like yeah. you look Ethiopian to me because you are. <laughs> right. Because I say I am, right? Because like, you are. Like, what more do you want from me? But um, yeah, and I, I mean, again, I, I'll say I'm probably on, on the more fortunate side of the spectrum in terms of how, how frequently, I, probably not as frequent as some people, but like. You get all kinds of Ethiopians. And my dad's always like, as soon as he meets someone and says, like, where are you from? He doesn't like even when people say, oh, they're, I'm Abisha. Or like, he's like, say what country you're oh, from. Oh, Abisha, yeah, I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> say what, con- what country you're from. Why are you trying to act special? Because at the end of the day, as long as you identify with that country, that's, you know, how I'll, yeah. you know, say who you. Because, like, even the word Habisha doesn't include all Ethiopians. Some people oh, say oh really? That. Yeah. So that's people... the Arabic word for Ethiopia. Yeah. So that's why. So, like, southern parts of Ethiopia. Some, oh. Or, like, the Oromo group is not technically Because they're, like, southern, ethnically but... Somali, right? Uh, is that their... No, that's the, there is a group that are. But Oromo are not. The Oromo are Ethiopian. It's just they don't, don't identify that. with Because, like, their language is so different huh. than Amharic or Tigrinya. Gotcha. That's um, good to know so that we don't offend anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so DC area though you get it all. Some people think it's so cool to call you Abisha, and you're just like, okay. And you're like, or, actually, yeah, that's offensive. Right, that's right, right. Or they'll say like, "Are you Ethiopian right away, or are you Eritrean?" And I'm just like, "Oh, that one I knew." Right, like, but like, it's just like, why even go down that path? Just say like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" Where are you from? <laughs> it's really easy right. to just ask. And people get get offended by the "Where are you from?" question. No, I'd rather have you ask than I you go that. through every country True. in Africa because I get that all the time. You're from I took like I think I I posted on Facebook the other day. I came I came in the airport and this like I don't know he looked he was brown. He clearly wasn't my man. Was excited. And I was like, what is this dude's issue? And he's like, you're from Nigeria. And I was like, I'm looking at my phone, right? I'm trying to find the lift to get home. He's like, I can tell. I was like, excuse me? He's like, you're from Nigeria. And I looked at him and I rolled my eyes and I said, no, I'm not. And it wasn't because there's anything wrong with being from Nigeria. Yeah. But like, what? It's weird. It's so strange. What? Yeah, like, let me, like... Let me tell you where I'm from. Like, that's not where that's I'm from. That's not though. how it goes. Yeah. And you loud and you wrong. You can tell. You told nothing. That's what you told. One guy told my dad, I could tell from the way you walk. A, a doctor. From the way you walk? That he was Ethiopian? Yeah, and my dad was like. <laughs> Ethiopians have a walk? And that's what I said. I was so like, They I walk like royalty. Take and my dad was like, mm, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> he took that as a compliment. Uh, huh? Right, you know, I <laughs> You know, I can tell by the way. Right. He's like, okay. That's a little weird, but okay. Hmm. But how did your people view Africans from other parts of the continent? How would you say? Um, I'd say they're probably not as like always educated or aware. I mean, geographically, I think Ethiopians know much more than Americans, like about where countries are and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. But I think in terms of like what other cultures are in Africa and things like that, I don't think they're as. I mean, I would say that is potentially true across the continent, right? Like, yeah. people don't really know about each other. They have, like, perceptions. <laughs> no, 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 we're just um, talking about how we don't know. We realize we don't know anything about Francophone Africans. Yeah, I mean, that's we're fair, like, yeah. Like, what I, do you know? We I feel know? like anything I learned was, like, literally through Watha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Caroline sometimes helped me because she spoke French and, like, would explain things, like, if I heard a song or whatever. Co- so Watha is a yeah. college. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mimi it's also went to college with us, and so she's with Watha is the African Students Association. Yeah, and so um, I feel like, yeah, I would say as a, as a whole, though, Ethiopians probably 
um, I mean, we have the African Union, but I don't know what that influence truly has on the, the country. I'd mm-hmm. say from my experiences yeah. with other Ethiopians, um, it, it might not be fair to say because I, I was born and raised here. So we are a bit more exposed to other ethnic groups. And so um, it, it, I would say my friends and peers that are Ethiopian um, definitely know about some African countries, just probably not a ton. Mm-hmm. As, go ahead. As an adult now with more exposure to other African dot American communities, what's the most striking thing about how people from different regions of Africa view one another? What do you think? Um, I would say like the the stereotypes that we do form once we like, you know, like mm-hmm. about Nigerians or about Ghanaians or about Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like I think there are certain countries where it's like you we created because there's you know, um, Maybe it's the media procession or what you hear about from your friends or experiences, but there are some stereotypes that we do create, and then we're all really clickish. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some opportunities for us to blend, but uh, and get together. But for the most part, I'd say, especially being now in the DMV area, I see it more. Yes, um, because let me just tell you yeah, again, <laughs> as an African South American from one of those smaller African countries that nobody yeah, really be like, from, I, I don't it. have that choice. Yeah, you're like, I, I don't have. have that I choice. Everybody. I have to be friends with everybody yeah. and have to be very pan-African. Yeah. But the black stars and the Nigerians, uh, they're very clickish. They can be. Yeah. That's why we sometimes, sometimes we, when people say, are you Nigerian? I'd be like, yeah. Like, let me blend in here real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's no. lonely. No, it's, it's, it's lonely. lonely. <laughs> it's true. And you can even see it from like the social events and gatherings. Like You'll see yes. like, oh, a yeah. Nigerian Independence Day, huge, yeah. a huge Ghanaian Independence Day, mm-hmm. and then like, why don't you all do something? Well, we have our own. We have our New Year's parties or whatever. But again, y'all wouldn't hear about it because it's just like all Ethiopians, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, it, Nigerians and Ghanaians actually make the effort to invite the global. Uh, they because African it's easier for them. Yes, to, we do. It's easier for them to market to everyone than go directly to y'all because how you know what I mean? Like, right, how, it, it's easier for them to just do that. Um, all right. If Ethiopians, I mean, Ethiopians do do that on social media, but it's not like you follow those same pages. Right. You wouldn't even know. Where, we have to Google <laughs> yeah, right. the names of the top right, singers. Right, right. We have homework and a lot to of it do. It's a language thing too, right? So right. like, y'all speak English. Which helps. Which we yeah, were talking, we were talking about. about that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Ethiopians, I mean, even amongst ourselves, we sometimes limit because you, I mean, we're in the U.S., so a lot of people do speak English, but, like, certain songs and, you know, artists only sing in Amharic or in Tigrinya or Orvinya. And so, um, Nana's over here trying to do the Ethiopian shake. She, she, I don't know she, if she's hey, doing it well. <laughs> or is she just cold? I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Nana has some experience. <laughs> Is she doing it well? Yes, I am. Girl, it's been a while. Isolated shoulders. Isolated shoulders. She shakes her whole body. I actually had I had an Eritrean friend, Eritrean friend who tried to teach me how to do it, and I was like, "Girl, I don't know why I can't. I couldn't quite capture it. I need somebody we'll to teach it, me we'll the mechanics." A... Girl, she, she, you need to teach her the mechanics. She, her body me. just can't move. She needs the mechanics. I don't even understand what it is. <laughs> it's all good. I don't like to just go and do something without really doing it well. There we go. What does it mean to be African to you? Oh, I mean, for me, it's uh, essentially embracing a culture within the continent. Mm. And Any culture? Yeah, honestly. like I, t- I mean... <laughs> Even the north yeah, side, yeah, the south side, yeah, girl. To me, like the continent mm. as a whole, because I mean, it's, it's geographically how it's mm-hmm. explained to us, right? But um, I don't necessarily think you have to be from Africa to mm-hmm. be African. Um, right. But yeah, and so I mean, we had 
white South Africans who identified as African, and I considered them... But they were from Africa. That's the thing, right? (laughs) And so, like, I can't say I'm somehow, in comparison, I was born and raised here. So, I mean, I, yeah, so I guess, I don't know if I defined it clearly, but... I think if you can embrace the culture and within the continent and, you know, call it your own, mm-hmm. you're African. Yeah. What if you are, what if you have no ties there? What if you are, is like it possible if you're the racial is all African? Is it, <laughs> you, she could be in the sense if it were, if, if she right. were genuinely, <laughs> genuinely like. No, but that's what I thought about when Mimi said this. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly though, I think someone like her, unfortunately hers came off as, super fake because she claimed something that she wasn't at all yeah versus like embracing a culture and just becoming a part of it because like you know even in ethiopia you have um the rastafarians who've moved to an area called Shashamani. oh yeah they've relocated they're there they've lived there for 20 30 years they're african you know what i mean right. they, i'm not saying they necessarily also yeah. embrace the culture but they're living on the continent they're being a part of it whereas hers is more like she's trying to take advantage of like a you know, it felt like, entity, yeah, right? like, you know, and yeah, saying and, and, you, you were you were attacked because you were black, right? And bomb threats and all that, kind right? Of stuff. And so that one, I don't know. Well, I just I did want to clarify because <laughs> yeah. you I know mean, there are some, like, some restrictions on, on how we can embrace. Right. Food. I mean, I don't hate on her in the sense of like <laughs> even the hair stuff kind of made me laugh. Like it was people, good, right? But I was like, I was like, let her do her. That was some good kink. I was like, go ahead, <laughs> girl. <laughs> but but if it's genuine, the natural hair weave, that was pretty don't good. don't like if it's genuine, like you can't hate her for it. You just you know it's. It's when it's that, you know, abuse of the, the identity issue that well, that we we'll, can't appreciate. Let me ask you this question. How do people from the African continent who lean more into their religious or colonial identities make you feel? Oh, like people who identify just like more like Muslim then, or, or more Or some like, you Christian? know, like, I think like when we said like the joke, my joke was like even the North side, because, you know, there's yeah. always a joke about yeah. North Africa and whether or not it's Africa. Or like, you know, like I said with some Ethiopia, like yeah. I met, well, it was, he was Eritrean, but you know, the person yeah. like, well, we're really more Arab. Yeah. Or people say, well, we're going to go French, you know, yeah. we were colonized by the French and we eat at baguettes. So that, that somehow that makes us not Af- actually African. I love how you're using the Francophone I think that's... Yeah. No, but I mean, even or the I mean, I don't know of any Anglophone Africans who are like, <laughs> like, we drank tea, so right. we're no longer, you know. But there are just people who have different that, or people for religious reasons who will uh, say, well, you know, I'm more Arab or something. I'm like more Arab, or just I'm just more Muslim. I'm Muslim. I don't yeah, like true. this African yeah. culture thing. Isn't I think? Thing. I mean, everyone has a right to identify themselves how they like. Um, you just hope that it's not a misled. Like, it's because of stereotypes of being African that you don't want to identify. Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree. I would prefer they feel more comfortable in, like, the fact that you're from... It's like, I guess, like, it's like if an American says they're not... They don't really claim America, mm-hmm. right? Essentially, because I'm more... I mean, that's why I put the American in my, in like, identity is because I was born and raised here. There are influences of this country that mm-hmm. shape who I am, and mm-hmm. so... It is a part of me whether I like it or not. Like, I can hate Trump, I can hate whomever, but I don't... Um... We do not endorse any political parties <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Just to clarify, we are not political. <laughs> <laughs> the so, views expressed about? by our guests do not reflect. <laughs> it's funny. Y'all are hilarious. Um, no, but yeah, so like, you know, there's parts of your identity that aren't perfect. So just claiming the parts that are like... The prettier side or the, you know, I don't know, you know, the fluffier side is right. like ridiculous. Or especially if the prettier side or fluffier side happens to be, be white, white yeah, yeah. or non-black. Right. Ding, it's kind of like, mm. yeah. and especially when, when it's just like, it 
it's not true. It's like you clearly have other influences in your food and your customs and whatever. And you just want to be like, I'm this. Right. Yeah. You can't culture isn't mutually exclusive. Right. You can you can like have all these different identities. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you think the idea of Africans as black um, helps or hurts Pan Africanism or Pan African solidarity? I think I mean being being black shouldn't hurt it. Um, I think the issue comes when people, not everyone identifies as black. black. Yeah, yeah, right? So, and some people rightfully so. Again, right. like if yeah. you are oh, Egypt, like if <laughs> Egyptian, <laughs> Northern yeah, Egyptian, yeah, you're not black. Yeah. But so, like even them got an ounce. They got something. Yeah, you know? they got It's just like how you define it, right? Like, see, it's like, it's that whole thing of like, what's the... The, the 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 ability to to de- declare what is black and not like yeah like we had we had friends like in school who would say I'm from this country I'm not black and mm. they were clearly yeah mm, <laughs> yeah they were yeah. clearly black and so I think that that's an issue with just the continent and the fact that Africans don't necessarily always identify with color yeah um and that's fair too like yeah, that's, that's like the point. weird thing with South Africa I mean, like you have black colored and white and out or like I guess yeah, colors like the that. Colors that. And so, like, that middle my friend told me, was like, oh, you're, you're considered colored. Oh, I was yeah, like, girl, you never are. in my life. <laughs> I was like, I'm black. I was like, I'm black. I am black. Like, how are you telling me what I am? Nope, like, you're in a different category. We are who and we like, are. And it's just based on, like, geographically where you're located. Because in the States, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I just, it's so, yeah, it's, it's about perception. So, I don't think it hurts it. It's just that not everyone identifies. So, it's unfortunate that that's the case. But mm-hmm. it should make us more it should ideally bring us together right say that if you're from from the caribbean if you're from wherever but you're black and hopefully identify as being african then pan-africanism works but if you think you're colored or you think you're non then i can see why it's an issue i mean if you're a white south african and if the standard is black is beautiful then you have to find a way to like get yourself in there. True. But black being beautiful doesn't mean that other things are not right. Beautiful. Doesn't mean that I, brown right. and peach right. and exactly. white exactly. and you know exactly. all these other things are not beautiful so either. True. Oh. Wow. Well, oh, thank you well, very, thank much, you very Mimi, much, Mimi, for sharing your experiences <laughs> with us and your perspectives. No problem. That's our show for today. Like what you heard? I have an idea on a topic you'd like African American to discuss. Would you potentially like to be featured in our spotlight section? Let us know. You can email us at african.american spelled out. African.dotamerican at gmail.com. See you later. Yeah.